I wanted to get physically fit for our final show, but <laughs> it seems increasingly unlikely. I mean, yeah, with that attitude, <laughs> you look very fit to me. Thank you. What do you want to be better? Oh, I just want to lose the midsection. That's okay. the big thing. We'll be sitting down. No one will be able to see it. Mm-hmm. I'll bring a <laughs> pillow on stage to cover my stomach. <laughs> well, I do that all the time. <laughs> I do too. When I'm at parties on the couch, <laughs> put a pillow right over that midsection. It's just comfortable. Yeah. You know, it's like how when you when an animal shows submission, they roll over on their back, they expose their belly, and they're like, if you wish to kill me, How's your chance? you have my permission. <laughs> so I think holding a pillow in front of your tummy is kind of just like, don't kill me yet. <laughs> I'm not ready. <laughs> That's true. I'm in your home. <laughs> I'm a guest in your home. You could kill me at any moment. I'm going to put one of your throw pillows over my stomach to give you the sign that I wish to not be <laughs> killed today. <laughs> Do people look at your stomach sometimes? I feel like I catch people looking at my stomach. <laughs> they definitely aren't. Because you don't have one. Not like they're staring at it, but they're glimpsing it as their eyes move from one thing to the next. They're like clocking it. Oh, like a stopover from point A to point B. <laughs> yeah. They're, you know what they're probably looking at? What? Your crotch. <laughs> no. They, I guarantee you what you think. I will stake my life on this. Why would one hundred percent glancing down at the one hundred percent pants where my because people are interested in what men's penises are like. But I guarantee you that the the people who you think are looking at your belly with disdain are looking at your crotch with wonder. (laughs) Wonder, but I don't wear pants that reveal the contours. (laughs) No, I'm not. They're just taking a glance. They're They're like they look at your face and Uh, your chest, and uh, they're like, "I like what I'm seeing up here. I'm going to take a trip down south, and hopefully." I'll be rewarded with the outline of this man's privates, you know, and they're disappointed because you don't wear those kinds of pants. But but if you were wearing tighter pants, they'd get a little show. I have never been more sure of anything in my life that that's what's happening. And yeah, nobody ever does it to me. (laughs) Jedediah is a man. Who once was a boy And he wrote down all his feelings In a diary to enjoy Now he's reading it again Reading it for you Maybe you'll recognize yourself too Jetta Diaries Jetta Diaries That's the name of this podcast And now the song is through I've been thinking these last few weeks, we're at week 45. Wow. It's not usually up for me to say what week we're in. Have you ever, you've done it before. You did it once. Before. I did it once. Okay. And it felt perverse. <laughs> <laughs> so it's week 45. Mm-hmm. It means we have seven weeks left. Uh-huh. I've been reflecting on what we've been doing oh, this good. whole time. What have we been doing this whole time? I mean, we know what it's about. It's about... A 37-year-old man who was uh-huh. looking back at his 12-year-old self and mm-hmm. figuring out alongside his oldest friend mm-hmm. who he was, who he is now. Before we even began, yeah. that was like our mission statement. Mm-hmm. What we can learn by finding out who we used to be. Yeah, exactly. And I love that. And I think that's true. I've been thinking, what else is this about? Or is there something else there? Is there something more, I don't want to say substantial or significant, but mm-hmm. what project have we been embarked on these last 11 months? Well, I mean, what have what have we learned? I guess that's one way of measuring progress or success. Like, mm-hmm. how are we different? I'm very different because I've been learning things about myself 
that I didn't know yeah. or, or that I suspected, having things proven to me, having things uh, proven false mm-hmm. to me. It's a little different for you. Yeah. I mean, you've had the advantage or the disadvantage in some cases of being able to refer to words that you had written, right? which sometimes confirm and sometimes problematize yeah. things that you thought you knew about yourself. <laughs> yeah. I haven't had access to such a thing, so... It's been more about your memories checking out with the recorded history. Yeah. I mean, I've kind but of you've been also like a, been visiting 1993 a lot. That's more, true. More this year than ever before. But I have, I've been more like a fact checker. I haven't been presented or challenged with ideas that go against what I thought to be the case. No, but you've been given information about events that you didn't have before now. When I said, what project have we been embarked on? This is one of the things I was thinking in the episode about the homecoming dance. You talked about Jeff Kramer mm-hmm. cutting into your dance. Uh-huh. You had a phone call with Jeff. Yeah. And we both learned some new information. Oh, yeah, that he may have he may have been wronged immediately before. Right. And so, so it sort of changed what we knew of his motivation, which changes the entire situation. Yeah. The reasons behind it. Yeah. Which we couldn't have known unless we asked him about. We wouldn't have known. So I think, for me, there have been a few instances like that where we've just been presented with... In my case, I won't say I haven't been challenged with information. I haven't been corrected, but I've been presented with additional information from someone else's perspective that recast my understanding yeah. of an event. I think what we're doing uh, ultimately is, and we started out thinking it was very much like inward facing uh, and learning about me by reading about me. But by bringing in other people, we're learning more about the world around us mm-hmm. and I think, I mean, if it's teaching us anything, it's teaching us the value of gathering different perspectives. Yeah. You know, it's like very, it's not something you can always do, but if you can do it, do it because you're going to learn so much more and it's going to change how you view yourself of the past, but also maybe change how you carry yourself in the future. Yeah. Because the more you know about others, the more you can't treat them like they're just players in your story. Like Mr. Bain, for example, last week I did something that uh, apparently pissed him off so much that he wouldn't talk to me the next day Mm -hmm. and we sort of wondered what i could have done or if he was actually mad at me the next day since last week i've I've had a chat with him on facebook and he told me that he didn't remember the specific event but that it would have had to have been something pretty big for him to call my parents yeah and he also said that he does have a habit of giving people the silent treatment if, oh. if they if they wrong him in some way. <laughs> oh, we speculated last week that you were probably misreading the situation. Yeah. That he, there was no way, I, I said, I think, there was no way that he, uh, a rational and reasonable adult, <laughs> which he is, would have been ignoring a 12-year-old student. But... He's a person. And, yeah. you know, you had annoyed, you had done something. <laughs> we still don't know what. You had transgressed in some way, in such a bad way that he felt the need to call your parents. And the next day he's like, I don't want to deal with this kid. <laughs> and that is. But all I could see at the time was my anger at him yeah. at doing the thing. We were both angry at each other, but it didn't, his anger didn't matter to me. Yeah. It was just about what effect it had on my life. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, we do this all the time. We're always. You know, you live in the world with other people. We're all, all we know is what we know of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, everything else is a guess or we can ask. We can find out from other people. Um, and assuming they're telling the truth, you know, then we know more. But I don't know. I think, I think we do so much on this podcast and in life kind of assuming or guessing how other people are thinking or feeling. And that's important. It's important to know that 
you don't know what someone else is going through. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also important to know you can make an educated guess mm-hmm. based on the information you do have. Yeah. For better or for worse. Mm-hmm. I think what this podcast all boils down to is this question of empathy, but in a specific context, which is, you know, the um, maxim, know thyself. Yes. Know thyself, know the other. Oh, I don't know the second part of it. Well, know the other. I just appended that. Oh, okay. But you you appending maxims. (laughs) Know thyself, but also Mm -hmm. know the other. That's right. The new maxim. Mm -hmm. Empathy, I think it's worth defining or clarifying because i think it's often used synonymously with like sympathy Mm -hmm. yeah i was just sitting here wondering like oh gosh has tori misunderstood the difference between empathy and sympathy but clearly not so can you what is the distinction for you i mean to me empathy is imagining what someone else is going through sympathy is knowing what they're going through oh interesting i mean that doesn't sound right that could be right i know empathy this is it Mm mm-hmm Empathy to me, mm-hmm. as far as I know, is imagining how someone else is feeling mm-hmm. and feeling for them. Mm-hmm. Sympathy is also feeling what someone is feeling. Mm-hmm. So empathy is when you can see how someone else is feeling and you can imagine it, but you can't feel it, but you you like want to express comfort to them. Mm-hmm. But sympathy is... Uh, this is not right. Let me hear. Okay. I don't know anything. Help. Empathy is a newer word in the oh. English language. How do you know that? Um, my did, you, re- did you invent it? My readings. Uh, <laughs> I came across it in my readings. <laughs> Sounds like I sit in a... Uh, like a leather-backed chair. Yeah, every night. In a smoking jacket. The <laughs> library books to the ceiling. The pipe. With the E volume of the encyclopedia on his mm-hmm. lap. My schnauzer curled up by my side. <laughs> I love this. I wish this was real. <laughs> I know. Empathy, as I said a minute ago. <laughs> in case you've forgotten, dear listener. Is a newer word in the English language. Um, so whereas sympathy has traditionally had more to do, it's like a spiritual intuition. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. It's more abstract. Empathy is it was more... It's more mechanistic. Oh. It has to do with cognition, with brain processes. Uh, At least that's how it was conceived. Oh. Um, It's more of a thought than a feeling. Yeah. Yes. It's more of a thought. It's more of a process. It's more of a, like, biological process. Hmm. An early version of brain science was emerging around the time it came out, and there was something called common coding theory, which was the idea that inputs and outputs, it was like what you were seeing and perceiving would affect your action. It okay. was it was thought to be a way that we learned behavior. Oh. So it was evolutionarily advantageous, not just for humans, but for all kind of animal species. Critters. You would see someone doing something and you needed to do that thing yourself. Yeah, so hey, you I'm going to, I like that. I'm going to try that too. <laughs> yeah, you would imitate. I'm going to try that one on. Uh-huh. See how it feels. Oh, it feels good to walk around on two feet. This feels great. Imitation is the greatest form of flattery. Great idea, Carl. So the thinking do you went. Think, do you think the first, uh, you know, creature to ever walk upright felt flattered when other other, <laughs> other people started? His, his friends, his or her friends, <laughs> their their friends also started. I like that it like upright. caught on over a weekend. 
over a three day weekend. Someone comes back from their from their long vacation. They're like, "What are you? What's everybody doing?" I'm like, "Oh, you were away. This is great. You got to try it. You just stand up on your two back legs, and you let your front legs just kind of wave around. You do whatever you want with them. It's a whole new world." Carl invented it. <laughs> The thinking went that we would we would see what another person's doing. We would we would imitate it ourselves, and this is where empathy, this is where a kind of empathy came from. They later found that well, who's there they? are just scientists. They okay. The, um, the, they, they they of the past. Yeah, the dummy subject of of they. Um, Sorry, you know it's like a dummy subject when you the, say it's the, it's raining. It's dummy subject. It's called the dummy subject it's because it doesn't really refer to anything. Yeah. It's just a state. Yeah. Okay. So they, mm-hmm. dummies, <laughs> a bunch of dummies, discovered yeah. many years later that there are, in fact, things called mirror neurons in our brain oh. that they perform this function exactly. They're like triggered when, yes. when you see someone doing something. It is like when you see someone get embarrassed, you feel embarrassment. There's no reason for you to feel embarrassment. Second You're not, embarrassment. You've not been embarrassed. I but, feel it all the time. Yeah. Those are our mirror neurons at work. Sympathy is more like, uh, you know, like they're there. It'll be okay. Yeah. But you're you're over here. Uh, empathy is more about I know what you're going through. I can feel what you're going through. It's putting yourself in, in somebody else's shoes. Right. Right. I think empathy I is... I got it. I got it at last. Empathy is deeper and harder. My sister is a social worker. Hi, Kelsey. And, and within that field, they have something called empathy exhaustion. Not just for social workers, for doctors and anyone who works in... A, a, an emotionally difficult or challenging mm-hmm. field and it's that thing of you, you just feel you know you feel with the people that you're helping to the extent that you can obviously burn yourself out oh i think you know we can we can extend our sympathy or compassion to people but i think the empathy is necessary but it's really hard it's hard work that's why it's better yeah this is week 45 <laughs> Wow. Of the Jedi Diaries, I am your host, Jedediah Baker. I'm Tori Puckett. Here we go. November 6th. Tori is here. He's sleeping over. We went to Burlington. I won 201 tickets. We saw The Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm -hmm. I bought a fake knife and a lizard. (laughs) The Nightmare Before Christmas. Wow. Jack Skellington. That's right. I loved that movie. Yeah. Do you remember this? Yeah, I do. The fake knife. I loved that knife. (laughs) So the fake knife, also a fake lizard. I'm not sure why I qualified that the knife was fake, but not that the lizard was fake. Yeah. It was one of those knives where the blade goes into the handle. Yeah. So you can, it's got a little spring-loaded blade. A great prop. You can can pretend to do a stab, Mm -hmm. but everyone's fine. I don't remember the lizard, sadly. I do remember the lizard. It was like a desert kind of brown and uh, yellow desert lizard. Yeah. Hard plastic. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I can hear the sound that the knife, the spring in the knife makes. I can too. I can feel what it feels like in my hand. Mm -hmm. Like black plastic handle, silver coated knife. I can feel what it felt like to be fixed. (laughs) Why do you think these two particular items have really stuck with us? I don't know. For 25 years. You went earlier that spring, got in your camcorder, so I yeah. think that was like the perfect, 
movie yeah, problem. It though. really opened up a whole world of stabbing-based storylines. Yeah, I think we used it sparingly. We were judicious in our use of that <laughs> fake knife because I remember playing with it a lot, but maybe we understood that we can't go crazy with this. The audience will become... Uh, what is the Desensitized word? Yeah. to our fake violence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are these 201 tickets I won? I don't know. Uh, oh, maybe at the... Like at the arcade, right? I was going to say the dream machine. Oh my God, the dream machine at yeah. the mall. God, mm-hmm. what a day we had at the mm-hmm. mall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just the arcade at the mall. It was like you play these games and then you hit a goal and the tickets come out and you can trade in the tickets for junk. Oh, I probably traded them in for oh. a fake knife oh, yeah. and a lizard. Of course. It's all connected. Yeah. Although I says I bought, you know what? I guess I didn't because I bought them. I don't know that 201 mm-hmm. tickets could get you yeah. even in 1993. Both a fake knife and yeah. a So, Well, that was me just having a, a revelation that was, in fact, totally wrong. <laughs> That's another thing that we need to be aware of. You know? <laughs> False Some, revelations. Yeah, sometimes you're wrong. Do you remember spending the night, or do you just remember the, the Nightmare Before Christmas and the fake knife? I remember the Nightmare Before Christmas and the fake knife. Yeah, but you don't remember the night. I don't. Okay. I don't. Well, I think I do. I think this is the first time maybe I met Ellen, your dad's oh, girlfriend. Oh, yeah. And yes. I remember after we saw the movie, me and you and Josie ran and we hid in the parking garage. <laughs> and we thought your dad would get a kick out of it, but he didn't. It made him very nervous. <laughs> I mean, of course it did. And I remember we when we piled. Not only his own sons vanishing, but a boy <laughs> who he's been put in charge, his, his ward for the night also. <laughs> yeah. Murdered. Yeah. In the parking garage when by we, a pervert. When we get a firm talking to and get piled back in the car, I remember <laughs> Ellen told us the time that one of her sons actually did, I don't think, go missing like for 24 <laughs> hours, but he was... <laughs> missing for a while and she told us how scary that was and it it drove the point home yeah i remember thinking that is something i won't do again (laughs) oh my god less from your dad's firm talking to than from the context that ellen Ellen brought now that's interesting Mm -hmm. the difference i mean and that i think that that's there's two ways to teach a lesson yeah well your dad understandably reacted emotionally yeah which makes sense he was nervous he was was, you know it was his sons ellen didn't have any skin in the game (laughs) strangers to her (laughs) 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 but yeah Ed reacted by saying, like, don't do that. You scared me, yeah. you know, and kind of giving reasons why it was bad. Mm-hmm. Like, like, this is kind of, this might be a sympathy empathy thing. Oh. My dad showed us that he was upset. Ellen taught us what it would be like to be upset. Yeah. And I think that that's a more effective deterrent. Yeah. That's true. And I mean, it stuck. It worked on you. Yeah. I never played that stun again. I don't think it worked on me. <laughs> November 7th. We taped me doing a magic trick. And we taped over Super Matt! Ah! Me and Tori had fun. Mm -hmm. School tomorrow. Yeah! That sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Just I throw in a little butthead laugh here and every so often. Mm Mm-hmm. We taped me doing a ma- I mean, I'm I'm upset about this today. Yeah. We taped me doing a magic trick and removed a great piece of art from the world. <laughs> <laughs> this is Super Matt, the parody of Super Dave that Matt and I did. You didn't uh, check the tape. Should have always check the tape. Mm-hmm. How do you think this went down? Was I like, hey, will you tape me doing a magic trick? <laughs> to what end was this? Would I, maybe I just wanted to see what I looked like. Maybe it was my it. fault. Maybe you asked me to tape and I, oh, I said yeah, and, I popped in. <laughs> 
<laughs> said, yeah, grab a tape. Tea. Make sure you grab a blank tape. And you're like, yeah, yeah, okay. And you're just kind of not looking. And you grab the tape, clearly labeled Superman. <laughs> pop it in. November 8th. Boom body, boom body. <laughs> what in the hell? That sounds familiar. <laughs> That's good. But I haven't... <laughs> I don't have any idea what it is. You heard it right, folks. I just said boom body, boom body. It does have a nice rhythm to mm-hmm. it. Boom body, boom body. Mm-hmm. I think it was some sort of song. Maybe. Or rhythmic kind of chant yeah. that we must have, maybe we made up over the weekend. Yeah. We had these nonsense phrases that we would that we would use. Yeah, I'm just not always putting them in my diary. Right. It's likely we were saying it all weekend. Yeah. So it's probably, you know, it was the first thing Top that came to mind. mind. Mm-hmm. Monday night. (laughs) I read a whole book today. I took a bath yesterday. (laughs) We're doing square dancing in gym. No more art. Yay. Becca's my partner. Oh. I got a partner in square dancing and it's Becca. Yeah. Well, that's great. Do you remember square dancing with with her? No. Do you remember me square dancing with her? I don't. Well, let's see if Becca remembers me square dancing with Becca. I remember square dancing. And uh, even square dancing, I just remember that it happened. I don't have any, like, actual memories of it. <laughs> yeah, me, me neither, really. But apparently, so this is the entry, we're doing square dancing in gym. No more art. I guess art ended. Yay. Becca's my partner in square dancing. That's it. That's it. It's just. It I wonder happened. if you. I wonder how you felt about being my partner. <laughs> there's, there's, no, there's no way to know. Like when you read that, I was like, wait, but what's the next sentence? Like, yay. I give. I had point. to take two baths last night. <laughs> yeah, I see why you were waiting for that because I expressed my feelings about there being no more art class. Right. Then, why did you say yay about no art class? I just didn't like it. I guess. Weird. I feel like I remember they played it off of a record player, right? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Fuck, we need Tori on this call. No, Tori doesn't remember it either. What? Yeah. he does. I mean, he, he remembers a lot, but he doesn't remember everything. How could you forget the details of square dancing? <laughs> I mean, we did. Yeah, we, well, yeah, but we forget everything. <laughs> November 9th. Nothing happened today. It is really late. 1025. Uh Uh-oh. I played Day of the Tentacle. I stepped in dog crap. (laughs) 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 My foot's asleep. Oh, oh my God. (laughs) Darn. It's time for Animaniacs. And I sing that because I've drawn a note, Mm -hmm. musical note, on both sides of It's Time for Animaniacs. Mm -hmm. Well, that's it for the day. Where would you like to start? (laughs) He stepped. I like that. Of all those things, you stepping in dog crap seems the most fertile. <laughs> seems the most rife with possibility because we've done everything else today. Yeah. 
I want to say 1025 is not really late. That's I've, true. I'm, I've been staying up past midnight, you know, regularly the last couple of weeks. Yeah. I don't know why I suddenly assume 1025 is really late. I'm surprised you could write while your foot was asleep. <laughs> why? Because I can't do anything while my foot is asleep. Really? Yeah, I need it to come back online yeah. before I... <laughs> Before get, I think about anything get else. Get on with your day. <laughs> yeah. No, I would just, you know, it's annoying, but mm-hmm. I, I think I can multitask. Mm-hmm. What does that stem from? What does what stem from? Your inability to do anything whilst your foot's asleep. Oh, I just find it so uncomfortable and distracting that it's like when you have to pee very badly, like suddenly nothing yeah. else matters in the world. Oh, see, you know, when I have to pee really badly, I like to kind of use that energy. Oh, really? Yeah. I like to not pee. Oh. Because... You know, it provides you with a kind of, uh, there's something there that's not usually there. And I, I think you can kind of utilize it. I mean, I will say that feeling. The of, thing that's there that's not usually there is a ton of pee. Uh, that feeling of having to pee very badly focuses the mind. But it also, there is something nice about it because all your worries and concerns are, <laughs> they're made irrelevant. They, right. They your, your, base, your basic instinct. Yeah. Uh, it, it, everything it takes comes over. to a point. Mm-hmm. It's like, I've got one need right now, mm-hmm. and it is to pee. There was an old PSA for asthma. It was about asthma. Uh-huh. At the end, it was like, because when you can't breathe, nothing else matters. And I remember thinking, yeah, that is true. When you can't breathe, nothing else matters. Because uh, you could die. Of course. It focused me on the essentials. And I remember <laughs> savoring every breath. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That was not the intention of it. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because when you have to pee, nothing else matters. <laughs> the PSA. <laughs> the pee. <PSA. laughs> oh, God. We're, we're, not, we're really, really taking a fall here. I know. It's what we've been reduced to. <laughs> Stepping in dog crap, you're right. Is it, it, The reason it stands out is because it's the only actual event yeah you know Mm -hmm. it's concrete and material when you're thinking about storytelling you want to be as concrete and material as you can and and that's yeah you know what and it really when i say the words i stepped in dog crap yeah i think why that sticks out to you is because we've all done it Mm -hmm. and you know you hear that sentence and you you yourself are stepping Mm -hmm. in dog crap for Mm -hmm. a second in your mind yeah do you want to or not yeah if peeing when you really have to is one of life's great pleasures, mm-hmm. stepping in dog crap yeah. is one of life's great miseries. Miseries, yeah. It really, you... really ruins your day. Mm-hmm. Again, it focuses the mind. Until you can get oh, home and change God, your you're shoe, right, you're right. there's nothing you're just... else. That's a good point. Nothing else you can do. Yeah. Um... Because when you step in dog crap, nothing else matters. <laughs> And the way you write it, it's an uh, active sentence. Mm-hmm. It's, it's Hemingway-esque. <laughs> I stepped in Thank dog crap. You. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, this entry this, this is a pretty good one. <laughs> one of the best, maybe. <laughs> November 10th. No school tomorrow. Matt's sleeping over. Josie's a fuck. <laughs> Your language is escalating. <laughs> I hate him. What a dork. Adam's here, too. Me and Matt put a potion on Toby. <laughs> Where would you like to start on this day? Hmm. Josie. That's new. Have I said fuck in the diary before? Oh, that's true. Josie's a fuck. Yeah, that's Gosh. unusually strong. I hate him. What a dork. Mm-hmm. Three sentences. Three three-word sentences <sighs> denigrating my little brother. The potion. (laughs) (laughs) 
We put a potion on Toby, our cat. I don't know. I mean, I have a vague memory of this, putting a potion on our cat. A love potion? I don't know what kind of potion. Yeah. This is weird. Yeah. <laughs> We're like edging into being too old for potions. So we've talked about playing and all that, but I feel like potion is yeah, yeah. concocting a potion. Yeah. We didn't. It wasn't a potion. Oh. I think is yeah. that if we're gonna if we're gonna look back, <laughs> uh, honestly, yeah. Real quick before we continue, mm-hmm. I want to bring out this thing I found at in my mom's basement when I was home a few weeks ago. I'm holding it up for Tori. Tori, could you describe it to the listeners? Uh, it's a purple book, soft cover, pretty big book. Mm-hmm. It says kids book, and there is a drawing of three children on it based on that what do you think this is i haven't the slightest idea okay so this is and i can't believe i found this this is a workbook from divorce group oh so part of divorce group was they gave us these books called kids book Mm -hmm. and there's all these exercises Mm -hmm. inside about your feelings and you just kind of fill it out and then i guess we would use them as discussion starters in the divorce group i wanted to read some of it okay to you Uh, think of two times this week when you had strong feelings. Try to remember how your body felt, what happened to cause the feelings, and what others around you did when you had the feelings. Then mm. fill in the blanks. First feeling, this week I felt scared. I felt this way because my mom came home late. Before I felt this way, I was feeling scared. <laughs> <laughs> when I had this feeling, my body felt tense. My head felt regular. what else okay a time i had angry feelings this is activity two two when i was at my mom's house what happened before my brother got me mad how my body felt tense and angry Mm -hmm. a lot of tension this is a, a more complicated one and it's got all these boxes and so how i felt mad what happened my brother made fun of me what i did or said shut up (laughs) (laughs) how others responded to me josie's a dork oh interesting i wonder who was giving you that kind of this is josie's book oh really yeah what yeah this changes everything i know i found this and i was flipping through it and i thought it was mine at first and then i realized this is from Josie, when yeah. Josie was in divorce group. Wait, so with that new information, read that last bit again. How I felt, mad. What happened? My brother made fun of me. What I did or said, shut up. How others responded to me, Josie's a dork. My cool down, chill out. How I looked to others, mad. My let's talk cue. We were supposed to come up with like a thing we would say when we wanted to talk about something. Mm-hmm. Mom, Jed's being mean. How others responded to me. I'll talk to him. Can you believe it? No, I can't. And on the next page, activity five, two, Josie's done a drawing where he says it's a picture of him smiling and it's labeled Josie and he's thinking chill out. And then right next to him is me with a wide open hell mouth and it says jed it's pointing to me and i'm saying josie's a dork cursive and then right next to that is that weird s that kids used to draw oh yeah (laughs) what the hell was that (laughs) i don't know (laughs) i never got into it myself but josie liked it (laughs) oh my god so i'm almost speechless right now because reading 
this book really recasts for the first time my relationship with Josie in another new way. Yeah. I've already done work. I've already had some revelations this year where I realized that like maybe his aggression towards me wasn't because of me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he wasn't always meaning ill towards me. Mm-hmm. But I've never thought of myself as the aggressor. I've never considered that maybe I was being mean to him and yeah. that's why he was being mean to me. Yeah. I'm speechless myself. I want you to I want you to call him. Okay. Well, sounds like maybe the uh, tables have turned here now, haven't they? I know. I didn't know. <laughs> you didn't know what? I didn't know that I you saw me as an aggressor. We were both all fucked up, man. We were little <laughs> kids who were like you know, whose parents were going through a divorce and who had like more than enough on their plates dealing with that. And we were doing the best we could, but obviously, and also, I mean, kids do this. It's not abnormal, you know, but like, but the specifics of you and I, obviously, we had emotions that we didn't really know how to process or make sense of. And part of our acting out was like, being in conflict with each other. Yeah. You carrying the storyline of like you being the victim of like your little brother's aggression. It's like, I mean, it pretty quickly breaks down upon yeah, like upon critical analysis. It's like, well, but you're older and yeah. like more mature. So like, why are you the victim here? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not, just, to, not I... to mention like we're both children whose parents are going through a divorce like aren't both of us victims i mean i'm glad to hear that i'm like on some level being freed of this like vilification that i've you 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 really you really are you really are brother i i mean i i totally it totally changes the narrative of our youth together and i'm sorry i'm sorry for vilifying you for so long it was not fair and it was never true Hmm. That means a lot to me, brother. I've been confused by how much of a like negative light I was cast in by you. It definitely was, you know, it impacted my perception of myself. Yeah. You know, because it seems like on some level you believed that I was like bad or evil or something, that I was like... I had some deep ill will towards you that I didn't, I didn't actually feel, but like, because it seemed like you were so angry at me for so long, it was like, you know, I start to like believe it on some level. Oh man. Bro, it's not like, I don't, I don't blame you for that. I know, it's just sad. I'm it really is, happy. That is sad. It is. I'm, I'm just. I'm glad. I'm glad we've. We we are or we are in the process of resolving it. Yeah, me too. November eleventh, me and Matt had fun. I rented Super Mario All Stars and Star Fox for SNES. I took a bath. I hate homework. School tomorrow. Only 44 days till Christmas. (laughs) 
bit early. <laughs> it's a little early to be to counting to the days to down. Christmas. But yeah. what the hell? I mean, something to look forward to. Yeah, November is a dark stretch. <laughs> you and Matt. Yeah, not a lot here. Me mm-hmm. and Matt had fun. Mm-hmm. I rented two video games, one of which I've rented before, Star Fox, we've talked about. We have. Super Mario All-Stars was just a collection of a bunch of other older Mario games. Repurposed. Mm-hmm. Repackaged. Repackaged. I took a bath. So good to see that. Yeah. That old that old chestnut in there. That mm-hmm. makes me feel really good. And I hate homework. This is really almost, a, a, you know... Some some hits. It's the best of. This is a this is like Super Mario All Stars. <laughs> yeah. Itself. This Repackage. is re- repackaging and repurposing of old classics. <laughs> November twelfth. There was a dance tonight. There was a what? Do you think it snuck up on me? Interesting. We go back to school for a day and they give us a dance that Oh, night. yeah. And also, I'm usually like warning the diary days in advance yeah. of these dances. This one really just, maybe I didn't know about it. Maybe. maybe. It a surprise. Last minute dance. The Veterans Day dance. Yeah, the famous Veterans Day dance. <laughs> it wasn't very good. Matt and Tori asked Becca to dance with me. She ignored them. <laughs> You're squared. By day, she's your square dancing partner. By night, she's ignoring your overtures. Oh, boy. (laughs) It's midnight. I got a three-to-one contact and an NP. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, my. Oh, no. (laughs) I ignored them? Yeah. Do you remember? No. What does that even look like? Like, I literally did not look at them. Like, no response. (laughs) Like, what? I mean, I don't know. You tell me. I don't know. I'm very ashamed of that behavior, though. No, don't be. Don't be at all. It's very weird to be asked to dance with someone by someone else. Especially by two people. (laughs) (laughs) Like, did they come back to back or to get into the... the, I don't know. I guess I didn't. It didn't even occur to me that you might have asked them to ask me because it doesn't sound like that's what happened. Oh is no! It? I think what we were doing is that we were too scared to ask girls to dance with us, so we would have each other ask in our stead, like send a message. Oh, out. so you had asked them? To, oh, I'm so flattered. <laughs> I thought it was just like they were roving around, like just asking whoever they saw. <laughs> yeah. The idea that it's purposeful never crossed my mind. Oh, that's so nice. I'm so sorry I ignored them. It backfired then. If I, maybe, maybe. Well, then I would have known that you actually wanted to dance with me. Yeah, that would have that would have cleared that up. There's a lesson about speaking on your own behalf. Because, like, is... it's different when you think, like, Corey and Matt are just looking for somebody to dance, like, dance with Jed. But it's different. Like, oh, Jed wants to dance with me. Like, that's yeah. different. Yeah, yeah. Just communicate something different, I guess. And it might be harder to ignore a person who was asking you to dance than it would be to ignore people who were asking you to dance with some other person who wasn't there. Yeah, like if you just feel like, oh, they're on some mission, like I'm not, like I don't really have, I'm not beholden to. (laughs) I do remember though, like when I, at each dance, there was always kind of somebody on my radar, like that I, I wanted to dance with them and I would get very tunnel vision about like the whole dance rode on was I going to dance with that particular person. So I can kind of see me being in a place where I was like, yeah, you were just I can, staring. I can almost, 
Yeah, like I'm just staring at whoever <laughs> I'm like wanting to dance with, just waiting, and it's like everything else in my peripheral is just irrelevant. I like that. We're, there's a, we got a couple of good series that make me feel pretty good. Yeah, um, I, but I wish I had danced with you. That would have been fun. Aw, thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's pos- it's also possible that you you were just like I don't move. I don't want to dance with Jet, so I'm just gonna ignore these guys, which would have been totally reasonable. Yeah, I could have used my words. I would like to. Yeah. You know, I'm in a different place now. I've grown. Okay. <laughs> I don't okay, want to change. So if it happened today, if it happened today, you would you would not at the very least you would not ignore Matt and Tori. Yeah, I'd probably shout over to you, Jed. What the fuck comes in from after <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would like to think I would do now. Yeah. It's also possible this is unlikely, but what if maybe the music was too loud and you just you didn't hear them? That is also a possibility. It just seems, oh, God, Jed, something just popped into my head. What? What if I said no and, and <laughs> or didn't want to hurt your feelings when I told you that <laughs> no, I don't know. She just didn't turn around. <laughs> <laughs> We're just, we can't rule out anything. It's seventh grade, we hormones can't. are weird, anything is possible. Yeah. Yeah, and I so. had terrible taste in boys at that point in my life, so yeah, it's, it's actually to, to your benefit that... <laughs> <laughs> So the November dance was the last in the series of three dances. We had the September, October, November dance. So okay. Boom, 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 right in a row. Boom, body, boom, body. And then there was a stretch. There was like a three-month stretch. No dance in, as I remember, December, January, or February. Yeah. And then the dances kicked up again in oh. March. So we needed to make this one count because it was going to be a long spell oh. before the next one. And it sounds like... <laughs> We didn't. Well, it sounds like you didn't do that. I know I didn't do that because I remember this dance. Oh, you do? Yeah. It wasn't good. In fact, this was the most traumatic dance of all the middle school and high school dances I had. This was the worst. (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, I, you know, as you as you just heard, I don't remember. I don't remember this at all. So uh, so I'd love please fill in the gaps. Well, just as me and Matt were asking Becca to dance with you. Uh Uh-huh. You were similarly a part of my traumatic event, which was... Wait, but why? Why are we asking? Why are we sending each other out as emissaries? Cause it was, why aren't we just doing it ourselves? It was, it was scary, like nerve-wracking. Yeah. It, was, it was a hard thing yeah, to it's do. It's easier to accept rejection on behalf of another. Yeah. And this was the third dance. I wonder if we'd learned something about... I wonder if it was a tactical thing or we were just like nervous. Yeah. I mean, it's good. You know, the the first dance, I say I didn't dance with anyone. And I I think it's probably because I didn't ask anybody. Yeah. So at least we're like starting, even if it's, you know, through others. Yeah. We're starting to ask. Our own voice. Yeah. I had asked you to ask. <laughs> <laughs> One of our classmates to dance with me. She was new to our school. Mm. She'd been there, I don't know, at this point, two months. There have been things I've done in my life that I still feel bad and sorry about. And if I were her, this is something that I would (laughs) still feel bad and sorry about. But she did it to you, though. I know. And I'm saying most of the things that have happened to me, most of the the people who have transgressed me in different ways, I mean, 
of course I've forgiven her. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing to forgive. Yeah. But I will say, I think she should still feel a little bit bad about this. <laughs> okay. Um, All right, continue. I asked you to ask her to dance with me, <laughs> mm-hmm. to slow dance with me. Mm-hmm. I was waiting in the hallway nervously, just outside the gymnasium. Yeah, I can see it and feel it. Which is where the dance was. And hear it. Matt was with me. Oh, we God. were we were huddling, wondering what the down answer the was hall. gonna be. You like came how out, far down the hall? Like from the gym door. Like halfway down the hall. <laughs> halfway down like a fairly long hallway. <laughs> oh no, I just can like see nervously, it. I, rem- I remember this. Nervously pacing. <laughs> you came out of the gym with this person trailing you. I found her. Good for me. And at that point I was like, oh, She's coming to see me. She's coming to hear him out. Her and I like were in the same home room together. So my assumption was, of course, she knows who I am. Of course, she knows who's asking oh. her to dance. I saw you gesture toward me. You pointed toward me. Matt, who's standing next to me, like pointed toward me. <laughs> she mouthed something, like kind of shook her head and walked away. I knew what the answer was, but oh, you God. came to deliver the news to me. And apparently she had said when you asked her, who is he again? She didn't know who I was. And you took her out in the hallway to tell her, show who, her who, to, who, who exactly you were. To show her who I was. She took one look at me and said, him, no way. Oh, God. And she marched right back into the gym. I'm so sorry I had to deliver that news to you. And I was devastated. You were? What um, did you do? I went into the bathroom and I, I don't think I cried, but I looked oh. in the mirror. Oh, God. That is... That is devastating. Mm -hmm. That's a devastating tale. And there are a few things in my life that I still, I don't feel bad about that now. It was 25 years ago. Yeah. This person, I, I, we actually became friends later in high school. It would be ridiculous to hold on to any kind of (laughs) grudge, but that is one of the things when I think about, I still feel like bad about that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's traumatizing. (laughs) It was. I'm sorry I had a part in it. I remember thinking at the time, this is not the thing I need right now. You know, I do not feel good about myself. Yeah, this this is the last thing I need. This resounding rejection is oh, not the thing. God, yeah. I'm sorry. I kind of remember, I can remember, yeah, like being in the gym, going up to her, kind of getting really close to her ear because it was loud. Yeah. And be like, do you want to dance with Tori? <laughs> what? Do you want to dance with Tori? <laughs> Who? <laughs> Come with me. You know, I doubt she was like, uh, where is he? Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure, I bet I was like, come follow me, I'll show him to you. You know, yeah. I misinterpreted her who, you know, she was just like, I don't know, who, who's yeah. that? Yeah. You know, and I was just like, oh, I got an answer to that, come here. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, that's on me. You know what? what? I'm sorry. Why? Because this this happened because of me. No, it didn't. It did. I brought her out into the hallway. I didn't have to do that. Well, you did. She probably, like you said, she said, "Who? Who's he?" I know, but I could have been. I could have described you, or I could have been. I could have ended it right there. I could have been like, "Well, that means she doesn't know who he is." I. I I basically the whole point of sending out an emissary to mm-hmm. ask a girl out is so that you don't have to be involved. Yeah. And I brought her to you and I I brought rejection to you. To my doorstep. I brought it right up to you and I didn't have to do that because I because I don't think she was like take me to him. 
you you were probably being cautiously optimistic. Maybe, maybe I thought she'd see you and be like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> hell yes." I don't know who I, don't, I didn't know who that was, but I know what I know. What, I know what I want. <laughs> um, uh, this is my fault. One of your most traumatic memories is my fault. It it's is. Not your fault. It is. It's not your. You it were. Is you because were, I didn't. I was okay. I was just. The you were in the middle of it, but I was just the middleman. I don't kill the, the messenger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You were very much the messenger. I still feel bad. I feel bad because it was my. I. I think. I think no matter how it played out, I think my decisions in this situation mm-hmm. are tied up mm-hmm. inexorably with the result. And I think I could have chosen mm-hmm. not to bring her out in the hallway. Well, I will. I, I don't. I don't think that was. I don't think that was a necessary or like um, inevitable part of this tale. As a memory that has been burned in my brain. <laughs> This is something I've had plenty of time to reflect on <laughs> and maybe think about from multiple angles. 20, 25 years to this very day. Yeah. Never once was I like, oh, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> you know who's to blame here? <laughs> I mean, are you going to start? Because you could. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I mean, that's two. So two very different. So again, she had no choice. Right. She had to. I, I brought an I, I forced an answer out of her, yeah. whereas Becca just dealt with it by just ignoring. You yeah, guys. and I do remember Matt and I sort of chasing her around the gym, asking her repeatedly, <laughs> not because we wanted to pester her, but we, we thought that she was not hearing us. <laughs> we thought, much like you had to lean in to my potential dance partner, yeah. and sort of ask very loudly if she would dance with me. We were we were trying to make ourselves heard over the din of the. Imagining just like one of you on either side of her, just shouting into both of her ears. <laughs> Do you want to dance with Jed? <sighs> oh. Well, I'm glad that there's no other dances this year. <laughs> I know. Oh my god. <sighs> I'm so glad I'm not back there. Oh my god, me too. Uh, one last question. Yeah. When I so close your eyes. Okay. When you imagine yourself in at that dance, Matt and Tori, you know, perhaps on either side of you, shouting into your ear, "Will you dance with Jed?" Your your eyes are, you know, your focus locked on a boy across the gym wearing Jinkos, probably. I was just thinking his baggy pants whipping in the in the yeah. breeze, his his hands in the backs of somebody else's pocket. Yeah, you're just willing yeah. willing him to. To come dance with you. What what song is playing? I'm gazing out. Tori and Matt are kind of like muffled in my periphery. I'm <laughs> gazing. It's like there's the, all the smoke from the smoke machine, but there's like a tunnel of clarity through the smoke, and it's shining on this unnamed person, <laughs> the object of my affection, <laughs> and everything's silent. And then Michael Stipe just goes. Jedi Diaries, the Jedi Diaries, that's the name of this podcast. And now this episode is through.
that's how it is in my head too. Like he's literally there, just singing in my ear. <laughs> he, oh, joins, Michael, he joins. He joins and Tori. Right? Yeah, he puts his hands on their shoulders. He's like, hey guys. <laughs> <laughs>